Fiverr is the world's largest marketplace for digital services, offers both buyers and sellers a digitally streamlined transactional platform. If you need to buy something, sell something, or whatever you want to do on Fiverr, just go to bit.ly slash GOP Josh Fiverr today to get your gig or to put your gig on Fiverr and help support the program as well. That is bit.ly slash GOP J-O-S-H Fiverr F-I-V-E-R-R. Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Americanism, not globalism, will be our credo as long as we are led by politicians who will not put America first, then we can be assured that other nations will not treat America with respect, the respect that we deserve. You're listening to the voice of the future. Fighting for America every day. This is the conservative crusader. And here's your host, GOP Josh. Hello and welcome. This is the Conservative Crusader here on the Red Future Radio Network. Glad to be with you all today. Very glad as always, indeed. Happy Cinco de Mayo. The best taco bowls are made in Trump Tower Grill. I love Hispanics. Many are saying this. Welcome to the program, everyone. This is May 5th, 2023, the year of our Lord. And this is the Conservative Crusader. Glad to be with you today. Before we begin with news and, and new news, so to speak, over the next couple of weeks, there have been more bank crashes in Biden's, the, the three worst bank crashes in the American history, three of the four worst, have been under the Biden administration. Assets worth a collective of $531 billion have imploded since March. Now, I'm not saying we should fearmonger in order to win votes. I don't think that's the best way to go about anything. But we really should look at a way we can campaign on this in our Republican Party. Because I know a lot of areas have regional, regional banks that are not well protected compared to the mega billion dollar banks like PNC and, um, and all the other banks that are not regional that are national banks or international banks. Um, In the worst bank crash in American history, three of the four worst have been under the Biden administration, been under the influence of the 46th P residents of the United States. He's not the president. Uh, First Republic Bank, Silicon Valley Bank, and Signature Bank have crashed, according to Federal Reserve data. They've imploded. FDIC 
um, has estimated its actions to resolve the failures will cost taxpayers $36 billion. So the president, Joe Biden, is worried about raising the debt ceiling, making it harder for you to survive because we have to print more money and, and lower the value of your money, um, but also use $36 billion taxpayer dollars to pay to bail out these rich people banks. Like Silicon Valley Bank was not a bank your average person put money into. It was not the average person your average company put money into. It was big tech companies with plenty of money to spare that they just threw in there. I think, really, like a Silicon Valley Bank executive, one of the executives was on the oversight board for Silicon Valley Bank, on oversight and in the executive chair. That's not right. It happened, but it shouldn't be how it happens. You can't have true oversight if the oversight is being conducted by those that are being oversighted. So I don't know how we're supposed to campaign in this and, and play this into 2024. But if I don't see Joe, uh, Donald Trump at least truthing this Fox News article, putting it on, on Truth Social and in a statement, um, then I'm very sad to hear about how this campaign is going to go. I haven't seen any cam uh, any candidates talking about this, probably because they don't have a solution to not have the same thing happen. They don't have a solution to say, we're going to do this, this, and this. We're going to make sure that oversight is changed to independent boards. We're not going to bail out the banks that are primarily big companies that are putting money in, unless they're trying to make payroll, uh, which some companies did use Silicon Valley for payroll, which is kind of stupid to begin with. Um, just go through the list of what they want to do and attach this link to it just out of the blue. Vivek Ramaswamy could do that. And I would support Vivek Ramaswamy in that instance, but I'm still a Donald Trump supporter. Donald Trump could do that, and I'd praise him every day for it because it's a fantastic idea. We have to find a way to, and I don't want to fear monger, but that's what the left does. We're going to ballot harvest like the left does. We're not going to lie like the left does, but we are going to talk about what could seriously happen if we have another four years of Joe Biden, as will happen in this crash. So the link's in the show notes below if you want to read the whole article, as always, but that's pretty much the big news on banks and the banking crisis. But I find really interesting this banking crisis. Have y'all forgot about the hidden documents that, that Biden had next to his Corvette? Uh, what about, what about the Hunter Biden laptop story and the fact that Hunter Biden's been testifying for child support and child endangerment or whatever else the, the cases was for paternity? Um, why are we covering up the story? The Nashville shooter manifesto where she shot three kids and three adults in a, in a Christian school in Nashville. Why are we, why, why are we covering this up? I think it's an important story, nonetheless, but I don't think it should be the absolute talking point that we cover first things first every single day for the rest of the world is, oh yeah, a bank crashed. A couple banks crashed. We should campaign on it, but it shouldn't be our number one issue. We cannot let the left bury the laptop, bury the documents, and bury the manifesto. The, the problems that these documents cause, the problems that this manifesto causes and this laptop causes, 
are going to de- be more detrimental than, than a regional bank crash. You can't campaign on saying, this man had documents in his garage. You can't campaign on, this person won't release this manifesto. But the news can cover it. The people in the media can cover it and can keep pushing for answers. I don't have the influence to go to the White House press briefing room and ask about the documents or ask about the manifesto to the FBI. But those in the media that do, you need to hold accountable. Bank crashes are important, but it should not have 110% of airtime for the next three months in any capacity. It's not that important. We don't have priorities in this country anymore. Especially when the party in power is not the opposition party. If it was the Republican Party, a Republican president, Donald Trump, Ron DeSantis in the White House, this would be a nonstop talking point on every left-wing pundit show. This president had uh, documents hidden in his locked garage. We need to cover this. And we're going to cover it every morning, every day, 24-7, 365 on this cable news channel. But since Biden's not the opposition, since they're comfortable with Joe Biden, they're not willing to risk or sacrifice him to cover this story. He is the Democrat nominee. The Democratic Party has practically endorsed him, although he has 14% polling against him by uh, JF or RFK Jr. Um, and Maureen Williamson's about like 3%. She's irrelevant. Um, but we have to cover this, and we have to push the media to cover it. I, I think many people forget that you can pretty much search news desk, Fox News news desk number. If you Google that, 888-369-4762. You can contact Fox News that way. Contact the channel using their help page. Tell them to cover the Hunter Biden laptop story. They're not going to cover it anyway. But if you, independent media. In the White House press uh, press briefing room, contact them. We cannot let the the establishment and the party in power bury this story. Bury what's important to the people. There's no new developments. Is why I can't cover it. I don't have the ability to go to the press briefing room and ask, Green Jean Pierre. That's not my job. That's the mainstream media's job. You're listening to the Conservative Crusader. Welcome back. This is the Conservative Crusader. Call into our phone number, our voicemail line, 57GOPJosh757467567. By the way, if you're not, if you call when we're not doing the show, it goes right to my cell. Um, so I'll, I won't answer it and I'll let you uh, leave a voicemail for the program. Uh, go to our Patreon page to support the program for as little as $3 a month. Patreon.com slash GOPJosh. P A T R E O N.com slash GOPJOSH. Red Future Radio is doing something big here pretty soon that we're helping fund through our Patreon. So we'll talk about that here very soon. Cannot wait to tell you all about it. Go to Fiverr to use our code at Fiverr and our hot link at Fiverr to get a discount. Not a discount. Not a discount. That's, that's for Red That's for Blackout Coffee. Come on. Notes are wrong today. Um, uh, bit.ly slash GOP Josh F-I-V-E-R-R to support us through using Fiverr and use code TSMS at blackoutcoffee.com. TSMS. T-S-M-S at blackoutcoffee.com. It's in the Samuel McGuire show. Yeah, very cool. 
Thank you all for being here again, as always. The next thing we're going to cover is not, actually, no, not next at all. It's going to be the next segment. It's not going to be in the Ohio segment. It's about Ohio, but not the Ohio segment. Too much going on in Ohio to just have one Ohio segment this week, okay? So, the Proud Boys' leader, uh, Tario, is guilty of January 6th seditious conspiracy. Proud Boys leaders, uh, leader Enric Tario and three other members of the far-right extremist group were convicted Thursday of a plot to attack the U.S. Capitol in desperate bid to keep Donald Trump in power after the Republican lost the 2020 presidential election. A jury in Washington, D.C. found Tario and the three lieutenants guilty of seditious conspiracy after hearing from dozens of witnesses over more than three months in one of the most serious cases brought in the stunning attack that unfolded in John- on January 6, 2021, yada, 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 as the world watched on live TV. Jurors cleared a fifth defendant of the sedition charge, although he was convicted of other serious felonies. The judge excused the jury without delivering a verdict on some counts, including another conspiracy charge for Pozzola, after jurors failed to reach a unanimous decision. So, I'm not going to sit here and defend the Proud Boys. Because I cannot defend the Proud Boys. But I will sit here and say that a lot of what goes on is noise. This is the top story on the AP as of yesterday at about 8 o'clock last night when I was writing the show. It's not this week, but if you go right over today, but if you look at the main page, first thing you see on this little video, they're, they're caught up in one minute video, Proud Boys. 98%, I'd say, of hardcore only Trump voters, such as myself, would be considered a proud boy. Would be a member of this group known as the Proud Boys. Because the Proud Boys are not mainstream. At all. They're not a major issue. People don't care what the fringe extremes stand for. Because they're the fringe extremes. They're not the main staking main point of what goes on. They're not the middle of the road. They are the extremes for a reason. They are called the extremes because they are extreme. Am I defending the fact that the Proud Boys went into the Capitol on January 6th? No. But Ray Epps has still not been charged. People who actually incited saying, let's go into the Capitol, let's go into the Capitol, have not been charged have been cleared from the FBI watch list. I seriously have the, the, thought the Proud Boys were feds. I met them at, the, at a Trump rally. I was extremely uncomfortable around them. I am a 16-year-old child, some would say. So, not the most comfortable location to be in. But they're not insurrectionists. They're not anti-American people. And I'm not defending them. I'm just saying... Flat out, if you want to charge the, 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 the Proud Boys, charge Ray Epps. If you're going to charge the Proud Boys, charge those that burnt buildings and looted private businesses during the January uh, during the 2020 summer riots. Law is not consistency. Law is never consistency. Because we cannot have a consistency in this country if you support Donald Trump. All right, let's move on. 
Anheuser-Busch distances from Dylan Mulvaney after the big scandal. And actually, I was at a gas station the other day. And I, I, uh, I have a sticker on the back of my old car before I bought a new car that said GOPJosh.com. Uh, some guy said that. I'm like, hey, my name's Josh. Uh, I see you're a Republican by GOP Josh. His name's also Josh. Um, I wanted to tell you that I used to drink Bud Light, but he walked in this gas station and bought a case of natural light. He said, I can't support the trans stuff that Bud Light directly is pushing. Just thought I'd tell that story, and, and if you're out there, thank you for listening, sir. Um, so a letter reported by the St. Louis Post-Dispatch comes a month after Mulvaney posted a TikTok video celebrating his 365 day of being a woman with Bud Light can that featured his face. Let's play this clip, shall we? Hi. Impressive carrying skills, right? I got some Bud Lights for us. So... I kept hearing about this thing called March Madness, and I thought we were all just having a hectic month, but it turns out it has something to do with sports. And I'm not sure exactly which sport, but either way, it's a cause to celebrate. So he this drinks month, a Bud I Light. celebrated my day 365 of womanhood, and Bud Light sent me possibly the best gift ever, a can with my face on it. That's a disgusting can, it's very scary. It's a very scary look. Check out my Instagram story to see how you can enjoy March Madness with Bud Light and maybe win some money, too. Love ya! Cheers! Go team! Whatever team you love, I love, too. Okay. So I don't think the primary audience for Dylan Mulvaney, this man, does he have pronouns in his bio on, on Instagram? He does. She, they. That's a scary look. It's a scary look. Um, I don't think their their main audience is the people who watch Dylan Mulvaney. But here's the letter that was sent out to um, businesses, I believe, that carry, yeah, clients that carry uh, Anheuser-Busch. Anheuser-Busch has shared a statement with BDD, a beer business daily, on management changes to Bud Light in wake of the Dylan Mulvaney can controversy. Former Bud Light Marketing VP Alyssa Hinnershine, who was at that post for not quite a year, is off the brand. We understand that she has decided to take a leave of absence. Tom Allen is now the VP of Bud Light. Uh, VP of Global Marketing for Budweiser was Todd's former position. And he's, I, I believe he has something to do with the big, uh, the very uh, popular Super Bowl ads. So, good thing there. They're still trying to walk it back. The boycott is working. That's why we have to boycott. And that's why we have to keep pushing and saying, hey, you cannot tolerate. We don't tolerate this. We are not a tolerable group of people when it comes to indoctrinating our kids. As they want to do. As they have done with drag queens. You're not going to use TikTok, an app for kids. Well, it shouldn't be for kids, but kids use. Um, to talk about your transitioning and get a nose surgery. My, my biggest thing is this man got a nose surgery to, to narrow the, the broad of his nose. But he did not get laser hair removal during the same process. The same surgery. I mean, it, it takes one time while you're in there getting these this operation done on your nose to make your nose look more feminine, which you can't even tell happened, by the way. Um, you're not going to get laser hair removal so you don't have a, a 5 o'clock shadow. This man has to shave twice a day or else he starts looking like a man in the face again, which he always looks like a man. He starts to look like he has a five o'clock shadow and a, and a, 
I don't have to shave two times a day. Um, but I'm just, I'm just not a, I'm not a fan of the transgender stuff, obviously. But the boycott's working. So, America, keep boycotting the businesses that do not fulfill our values. Keep boycotting. Your boycotts work. Your boycotts are heard loud and clear, especially when executives change their opinion and when they change who's in the lineup and everything else. The boycotts are working. Boycott, boycott, boycott. You're listening to The Conservative Crusader. Hey everyone, it's Joe P. Josh. We can only keep The Conservative Crusader podcast or, or program that you're listening to right now on the air with your support. We have recently launched a Patreon program where you can support us here at Red Feature Radio for as little as $3 a month. You can find that at patreon.com slash Josh. You can also support the program at anchor.fm slash the conservative crusader for as much or as little as you'd like to give. This program will remain free and financial support is not required or expected, but anything to keep us on the air helps. Thank you, folks. And now, back to the conservative crusader. Welcome back. This is the Conservative Crusader. GOPjosh.com is our website. GOPJOSH.com. Today's third segment of the program, which is never dedicated to just one specific candidate. That's always the Ohio segment. If we're going to talk about one candidate, it's going to be the Ohio segment. But not today. Because I want it to be earlier in the program so more people hear it. Um, let's talk about our... Possible Republican nominee for U.S. Senate in the beautiful state of Ohio, my home state, Frank LaRose. Now, I don't want it to be Frank LaRose, but he might run and he might be the nominee. He has a great statewide name ID. But something he doesn't have is the backing of the Trump wing of the right wing and the Trump wing of the party. Because he sucks. But I'm just going to let his words speak for himself. It is kind of hard to hear. I will give you that. It was a secret recording, I'm guessing, at a Lincoln Day dinner. It doesn't actually say where it happened. And I don't know who made the recording. Um, Does it say where it was at? No, it does not say where it was. But it talks about Trump's endorsement. And uh, let's just cover it here. Uh, Let's play the clip. Do you think Trump I don't know. I can say that I've been through Trump's endorsement process and earned his endorsement. I'm the only candidate right now that can say he's actually been endorsed by Trump. I know that Bernie's been working it hard, and so is Max. And we lo- I love Max Miller. He's an old friend. Max Miller is his uh, father-in-law. Now he is a congressman from, I believe, the Ohio 7th District. Um, also, he's going to be a father soon, so congratulations, Max Miller. But... Uh, He's supposedly lobbying uh, for the Trump endorsement of Bernie Moreno, his father-in-law. 
Max and I have worked on campaigns in the past. His, his grandfather, Sam Miller, was like a mentor to me in the past. Max has been making trips down to Mar-a-Lago and saying, hey, Mr. Trump, President Trump, would you endorse my father-in-law? Notice that he didn't endorse him. He said nice things about him. And knowing how this goes, I can even picture, picture it in my mind. They're sitting in the president's office in Mar-a-Lago, and he says, you know, I'm not ready to endorse yet. we got to let more time. You don't have very strong name ID. You don't have any money that you raised yet. I'll just say some nice things about your father-in-law on Twitter or True Social or whatever, and then let's talk about an endorsement six months from now. That's how I suspect that this really goes. So, who knows? I'd, I'd love to have his endorsement. I think I'll earn it, but not by begging for it or not by... There's this, all, there's this game that some people play where they hire a bunch of former Trump people, and then they think that, oh, if I hire this person, I'm going to get the endorsement. The president's generally smarter than that. He's not going to fall for that. He's going to vote. He's going to endorse the candidate that has the best chance of beating Sheriff Trump. I don't think so. I think that he's influential. Um, there's probably 20% of the party that will vote for whoever he endorses. There's another 20% that care about who he endorses, but that's not going to be the decision maker. And then there's probably another 60% of the party that don't care how he endorses, right? And this big tent Republican Party includes all, you know, all types. Um, his endorsement matters, but not as much in 22 as it did in 20. It's just my honest assessment. That's so, the big part. Here's an example. Uh, there's a new U.S. senator from Alabama. I think we can agree Alabama's a pretty conservative state. Uh, she won the primary in 22 and didn't have the Trump endorsement. She was the better candidate. Not true. Fact check, false. Trump unendorsed Mo Brooks and endorsed Katie Britt before the primary was over. And one, the guy that Trump endorsed early turned out to be a, a dud of a candidate. And so Katie Britt won the Republican primary and then got elected for, for, uh, to be the U.S. Senator from Alabama. So it's entirely possible, even back in 22, that the best candidate, regardless of endorsement, is the one that wins. So, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. you bet. Yeah. So, <clears throat> pretty much. I have some sort of cold going on now. If you can't tell by the clearing of the throat, I apologize. Um, Frank LaRose is running. If you can't hear that by the fact that he's going to earn the Trump endorsement, if you didn't hear him say that word exactly. I know it's very hard to hear, and I will link in the show notes below the link so you can listen to the whole audio in the Politico article. Um, this was at a Cuyahoga Valley Republicans event in late April. By the way, I, I figured out while we were listening where it came from. Um, yeah, this is the dumbest thing you could possibly say if you want to get a Trump endorsement is saying that Trump has no effect or has very little impact. I don't know how you can take Katie Britt, by the way, uh, Katie Britt Trump endorsement. Let's see when it happened. It happened on June 11th. When was the primary? Uh, 2022 U.S. Senate election in AL, Alabama. The primary happened on, uh, did happen right after the primary, I'm mistaken. Very shortly after, I apologize, my fault. I could have swore it was right before the primary, it was like the 11th hour. Um, my fault, I'm an idiot, but I got, I, I get cocky sometimes when I think I know what I'm talking about, and I just don't know what I'm talking about. Um, I probably shouldn't say that on recording either, but besides the point. You can look at Ohio. You, It's stupid making the point of a other state that's not the state you're running in. When there's evidence to the contrary in the state you're running in, in the environment you're running in. If you are Frank LaRose and you're running in Ohio, 
you would look at what happened with J.D. Vance's endorsement, the fact that Trump endorsed J.D. Vance, and you would say, oh, crud, without this endorsement, I'm not going to win. If Trump stays out, you're fine. You can pull a Josh Mandel. And Josh Mandel probably would have won the primary had Trump not endorsed. I think J.D. Vance had about a 20% chance if Trump didn't endorse. But after Trump endorsed, full-fledged support for J.D. Vance happened from all factions of the Republican Party, from every campaign, all seven of them, or all six uh, six others uh, than J.D. Vance's, left to go to support J.D. Vance after the Trump endorsement. In Ohio, in this state that Frank LaRose, the neocon, is trying to run in, Trump has unprecedented influence in the Republican Party when it comes to primary voters. You are stupid, and I'm going to call him stupid. You are stupid if you think you can win a primary in Ohio if Trump endorses against you. Notably, Trump did not endorse when it came to Mike DeWine and Jim Renacci and Joe Blystone and Ron Hood. But he did in the primary for Senate. And without the primary for Senate endorsement, we would have a Senator Josh Mandel or even worse, Tim Ryan right now. So Frank LaRose, if you're out there listening, and I'm sure at least one person who's a fan of you or in your camp is listening. One, announce your campaign. You're running, obviously. You said you're going to earn his endorsement. Announce your campaign officially. And join me on this program. Talk to me, a potential 2024 Republican primary voter who has not endorsed and will not endorse until I see who's fully in the race. And I will endorse. I'm planning on not making an endorsement soon. But I'm not going to endorse unless Frank LaRose announces and gets crushed. He will get crushed either way. But he's welcome on this program, any campaign from any state, uh, statewide or federal office. Not like state senate and stuff like that. Um, or in Ohio, a state representative, state senate, or a national campaign is available to join us on the program at any time. Just call me, 574-675-6747. Or leave a voice or email, josh at gopjosh.com if you represent a campaign. Um, and we will gladly have you on. But Frank LaRose needs to announce and announce soon. And he needs to walk back these comments. If you think the Trump endorsement in Ohio doesn't matter, you're an idiot. You are stupid. And, and Frank LaRose represents the old way of politics, the George Bush era campaign, the George Bush politics. Remember, he tweeted out a photo of a manure spreader that said never Trump. And he said Trump's name in manure as it should be in a tweeter. Not That's not an exact quote, but um, you know what I'm referring to. And I know I'm referring to not a future U.S. senator, when I talk about Frank LaRose. Ohio is not a Republican state. It is a populist state. And you can't say, well, Mike DeWine won by 30 because he ran against a neolib. When Trump runs against a neolib, neoliberal, like Hillary Clinton, Trump wins by eight points. When Barack Obama runs against a neocon like Mitt Romney, he wins by single digits. Against uh, John McCain, I think it was double digits, wasn't it? Uh, it was it was a high number. Oh, no, it was only about 5%. My apologies. Um, it's a populist state, not a Republican state. 
Frank LaRose is not a populist. He is a neocon. And if they run a populist Sherrod Brown against a neocon, Frank LaRose or a neocon, Matt Dolan even worse, we are going to lose. We need a populist fighter to be the Republican nominee. Frank LaRose has not proven himself to me yet, and he won't. You're listening to The Conservative Crusader. I apologize for those that were complimenting the Hang On Sloopy music for the Ohio segment. I forgot about it. I, I don't have a downloaded, uh, didn't find it. So, welcome in everyone. This is the Conservative Crusader Ohio segment. Let's go. It is Ohio time here in America on the Conservative Crusader radio show. Uh, starting with news about Frank LaRose again. Rent free in my head, apparently, Frank LaRose is. Um,. He had a vehicle stolen from him. His personal vehicle, a 2018 Chevrolet Equinox, was stolen from him. LaRose's wife, Lauren, called police at 4.18 a.m. on April 26th to report that, quote, suspects were in the couple's garage, which she believes was left open by mistake. When officers arrived at the home of Suffolk Road, Lauren informed them that Frank LaRose's personal vehicle, a Chevrolet Equinox, was stolen. The vehicle, which had LaRose campaign signs, keys, and a state ID badge inside, was eventually found parked around the corner from the home. The police report states an American Express credit card was missing. A spokesperson, uh, spokesman for LaRose confirmed the accuracy of the police report, which reached Thursday by the dispatch, but declined to comment further. LaRose, a Republican, uh, we all know about who Frank LaRose is. I want to know. Uh, I apologize that his car was stolen. First and foremost, the Ohio flags behind him in this picture on the article you can see in the show notes below do not look right to me, by the way. It's just like very wide flags. Um, I want to know what campaign signs were in the back of this car. Were they LaRose for Secretary of State signs or were they LaRose for U.S. Senate signs? If they were LaRose for Secretary of State signs, why does he not have his car cleaned out in six months after the campaign? That's that's concerning. That's sociopathic behavior. I cannot have enough clutter in my car to, to not be able to see a seat before I have to clean it out. So I don't know how you can keep ca- campaign signs in the back seat or in the back of your car um, for that long of a period of time. But this brings us to a, an idea and a thought. It's not just Kias that get stolen in Columbus, Columbus police. It was Upper Arlington, actually. Um, it was recovered by police. Don't leave your garage door open. Don't be an idiot. Don't leave your garage door open. And he has a nice house. I mean, I, I haven't been there, but public information in Ohio, you can see where people live pretty easily. Um, nice neighborhood. Nice, conservative, uh, kind of respectful area. Don't expect people to break into your garage, so obviously they must have left it open. Um, why did LaRose's wife have to call the police? Unless Frank LaRose was out there uh, standing his ground with his gun, but I seriously doubt that. Why was his wife the one that had to call? That's my biggest question. Where was Frank LaRose at 4.18 in the morning? Um, I know he's not working that early. He doesn't work from like 9 to 3, I think, is when his office is open. So I don't know where he was. But 
I hope he got his car back and his Amex was canceled. Unfortunately, he no longer has an American Express credit card, or at least that one, but good for him. I mean, I'm not really worried about it. I um, just wanted to cover that because I, I really want to know what signs were in the back of his car. If if the person who stole his car is listening to the program, <laughs> I'm just kidding. If you call and, and you stole his car, we're going to turn you in. Um, News in Ohio House, the Ohio House. Uh, Jason Stevens on Tuesday once again delayed a floor vote on the, vote on the Ohio Constitution Protection Amendment. HJR1, which aims to alter the process of how initiative positions can be proposed constitutional amendments. Um, yeah, we need to to call him. I expect you all listening to this program to leave a voicemail. That's the phone number I'm about to give you here. Here very soon, as soon as we bring it up here. I believe it's 614-466-1366, but don't quote me on that. Um... Uh, 614-466-1366, so support um, the Constitution by calling him and saying bring House Joint Resolution 1 and Senate Joint Resolution 2 to a vote on the floor and put it on a ballot for an August election we have until May 10th, five days to protect our Constitution, five days, so we need to do that uh, now. Jason Stevens, and it doesn't have the votes. Can I can I play my call? Do we, do we have the audio for that? I know I recorded the call. Do we have the audio for that? Um, check in here. I believe this might be it. It is it. Okay. Um, very cool. We have the audio here. We're going to play the audio as soon as we get it pulled up and, and kind of clipped to where it should be. Also, the Ohio uh, Republican Party is, is meeting today. I believe this is about when it gets off the ringing. Yep, here's ringing. Um, very bad audio. I was sitting in my living room and I called him instead of the studio. I don't call people in the studio, fun fact, if I'm not talking to them about uh, on the show. Here it is. Hello, this is Jason Stevens, state representative Hello, of the 90s. And why is, why is it going crazy like that? Oh, we're playing it twice. Sorry, I'm unavailable. Please leave a message and we'll return your call as soon as possible. Thank you. Record your message at the tone. When you are finished, hang up or press pound for more options. Hi, my name is Josh. I'm a resident of the district, actually. I'm not a member of your district, but you represent the entire state when you are the speaker, obviously. So, appreciate your time listening to this message today. I'm calling in support of House House Joint Resolution 1 and Senate Joint Resolution 2. Um, people on your side, on your side of the Republican Party, say it doesn't have the votes if it is brought to the floor. So, bring it to the floor, crush it in the votes, and say, okay, we, we voted on it. It didn't have the votes. It's done. If it does have the votes, you need to bring it to the floor as your responsibility as speaker not to veto any piece of legislation that's brought up that you don't agree with. We need to protect our Constitution. You supposed to be a Republican. You claim to be a Republican. You have an R next to your name. You should know that this abortion amendment coming up in November will be detrimental to our state Constitution. Not to mention the fact that any good resolution... Any, any serious consideration will have the majority of support of Ohioans over 60%. Every constitution, the United States Constitution, so, uh, so to speak, takes 75% of states or 66% of the Senate. Why can't we have 60% of Ohioans approving the constitution of the state of Ohio? I'm not being paid to say this. I'm saying this on my own accord. I completely agree with House, House Joint Resolution 1, Senate Joint Resolution 2, and the work that Brian Stewart's doing in the state house. I think it's a shame that you're not willing to bring it up to a vote. 
and I hope you do, and I hope you consider voting yes yourself. I know the speaker has a vote, especially in matters like this. So please vote yes, and if it doesn't have the votes, bring it up and end the conversation. Bring it to the floor, say, hey, representatives, you get a chance to vote on this amendment. If it doesn't pass, if it doesn't go through, then well, you can say it didn't go through and it failed. But show and put the people on the record, put it on a cord to see how it, how it turns out. Thank you for your time. Unscripted if you can't tell. Um, there's kind of a template for you. So if, if you want to give him a call, 614-466-1366. 614-466-1366, back Monday. This is the Conservative Crusader. Have a great weekend, folks, and stay tuned. You're listening to the Conservative Crusader.